So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day. And uh, I hope that wherever you are in the world and wherever you are in your life, I hope you got a smile on your face because uh, life is better when you're smiling. We'll just put it that way. Um, speaking of smiling, my goodness, um, we have some incredible things coming up, some really exciting developments with the book. Um, we are getting ready here for pre-orders. I think our targeted date to make it available for pre-order is December 1st. So that is coming swiftly. And um, and yeah, just uh, tons of interest in um, all kinds of media outlets and platforms to broadcast this thing. So um, it's we're gearing up here for a pretty busy couple months, but a um, couple really exciting months as well. And man, I'm just, I'm so excited to get there. Um, so that's a little update from me. I also have shingles right now. I know that's so random. I'm like, I'm 31 years old and I have shingles. But um, yeah, it's a very mild case. I'm still like high functioning. I, um, yeah, I'm like working out at about 80% and still able to do just my normal things. Um, I'm just a little bit uh, short on energy and have to rest a bit more often. And um, I got these terrible bumps that are kind of showing up on my body. So if you've been through shingles, um, it was probably a lot worse than what I have. The doctor told me it's a pretty mild case. And um, I found out randomly that um, apparently when I had chicken pox as a kid, I had a strain that was more likely to come back as shingles, um, even more so than like your typical case. Um, so anyways, this, that's not what this podcast is about. But, you know, I like updating you guys on my life. I like keeping you in the loop. And uh, I just thought you might want to know that I have shingles. I have no idea why I thought that was important information. Anyway, um, Today we are talking about what if I have no community to support my recovery? And um, I want to give a little bit of context for for what we're talking about because, you know, like it, it does not take much effort to hear a message, to see a social media post, or to hear somebody talking about the importance of community. Like I think we have appropriately and wisely identified that actually to be a successful human being in life, you have to have healthy, stable, consistent, reliable, supportive community. Like we all kind of know that we need this. So I'm not refuting that. I totally agree. And I can definitely tell you that the quality of my life is generally correlated with the quality of the community that I'm experiencing. And in, in seasons where I've had really good community, I look back on those seasons with unbelievable fondness and in the seasons where I have felt lonely and isolated and have had a hard time kind of plugging in, I look back on those seasons with um, maybe not quite as much fondness. I'm a very optimistic person so it's hard for me to like look at a season and say that was a bad season or whatever but um, I can certainly look back on some and say yeah that was, that was tough, uh, quality of life was definitely lower at that time. So. Um, I wanted to get into this because, you know, the, the message of community is getting hammered. Um, you're going to hear me talk about it as well. But I'm very aware that 
certain people um, who are listening to this, you're going to hear a message like that and go, Sathya, I, <laughs> it's not that I, I don't want community, but I just don't have anyone. Like, I don't know where to start. There aren't people who get me or, or people that understand these different parts of my life. There aren't people that I feel comfortable with. Um, and I, I totally get it. You know, I pastored in a very rural community for a couple of years. And um, when you are a, uh, a brown person living in a rural ca- uh, Canadian village, it is, it is hard. Like it's really hard to make friends and to find a place where you fit in and you belong. And most of my community was somehow affiliated with my work because I was pastoring a church. So of course, everybody that I made friends with attended my church and that was totally fine. But it was hard to just have friends that you could kind of shoot the breeze with, friends that I could even talk to about the challenges of my church without there being any complications. It, it was it was really difficult. So, you know, I've had those seasons as well where it's I, I would say it's been really difficult to find obvious ways to connect um, and to have community. So um, I want to offer some suggestions and some solutions. And if you are in a season right now where you have great community, you should still listen to this episode and really pay close attention because not every season may be like this. Like life has this way of changing. You may have realized that and you may move or or friends may move or relationship dynamics may change or you may enter a different stage of life. Uh, th- there's different things that happen that come up that cause our community to shift and to change. And the more aware we are of how to build good community and how to make the most of every season, regardless of whether there's tons of opportunities or there's no opportunities, um, those kinds of skills just go a really long way to ensuring that we are successful in this area of our life, regardless of the things that change that are maybe beyond our control. So let me, let me start this in a kind of a porn addiction recovery context, and then I'm going to work my way out. So one of the best things that, that you can do if you're just starting out on the recovery journey is talk to somebody. Is, is simply open up. You know, I had one guy who's been interested in the program for a couple years and he booked a call with me like maybe a year and a half ago. And I could just tell he was not quite ready. Like he, he loved the idea of being in a program, but when push came to shove, I asked him a couple harder questions and I could just kind of tell it wasn't quite the right time. So the, the way that call ended was like, hey, let's let's stay in touch. Let's see what happens, um, but not right now. So he reached out again like a, a year later, and um, I would say there was definitely a notable improvement, and he seemed like like he was ready, but he wanted a night to think it over. In that night, he decided to talk to his sister about it, and he sent me this message the next day, and he was like, bro, I have never, I've never had this feeling before. Like, I, I talked to my sister about it. She was totally understanding. She was really accepting. I, I thought she was going to be super mad. And I like I feel like this huge weight is off my shoulders. Um, I, I think I'm good. Like, like thanks for everything. But like, I, I just feel so good right now. I think I'm pretty much good to go. The, that experience is like almost always the case when you share with somebody that you trust and they respond with unconditional love and acceptance. Like it is this unbelievable feeling of elation of of like i'm free like there's just a there's a sweet feeling of being known and uh, we emphasize that a lot like i think that's a great place to start but it on itself it's not likely to set you free 
it's not likely to tackle the root causes of the problem. And so when people get into our programs, uh, we, we do our best to give them a community to create a, a framework and a place where they can um, relate and connect with each other, um, both in kind of formal settings when we're doing our group coaching calls, but then as well, like I am, I'm like, honestly, I, I like, <laughs> I like shove it down their throats almost like guys, whatever you do, like make sure that you reach out to each other, that you are building relationships outside of these calls, because this group of guys that are all actively pursuing freedom from porn, this is a rarity. This is like a, a gem that you are to treasure and to value and to steward with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we really, really drill it into people's heads like you need to plug into this community and get as involved as you can because the more you do that, the more benefit you get from, from your recovery journey, but two, the more likely you are to succeed in recovery. Because what the research has shown is that sobriety is not the opposite of addiction. The opposite of addiction is meaningful connection. And so when you make an effort to have meaningful relationships, when you make an effort to, um, to forge those, those connections, it goes a really long way to your initial success and your long-term recovery. So in the communal sense, like this is where things start. Now you might, you might say, well, Sophia, like I don't, you know, I don't want to join your program or I don't want to join any program and be part of a community. I'm not there or I'm not interested. That is totally fine. There's, there's forums out there. There's other places where you can experience some community in a porn recovery context. And I highly, highly suggest you do it. But here's the deal, okay? Now, this is where you, I want you to listen really closely because this is where the conversation often stops. So people just say like, well, you have to find that group of guys who are you know, getting after it and, and trying to get free as well. And I, I totally agree with that. Like, like I said, it's baked into the fabric of every offering we have here. There's a communal component. But what's actually more important, even more important than you having a, a porn-free community group, whatever that might be, What's much more important is that you simply have meaningful relationships in your day-to-day -day life. Now, we've shared about this in other episodes, but we don't do accountability partners in our group. Um, and, and, you know, I, there's some people who, who do allies instead. And, um, you know, they have different, different language and I would say different methodology. And uh, that's all well and good. And we, we have something like it. We call them spotters. So, you know, I, admittedly, we have a component of that in the course. But... The spotter is not assigned. We, we don't ask you to find a spotter within the program. We ask you to find a spotter within your day-to-day -day life. Who is somebody that you can do life with so that long after you're done our program, you have that key connection that you know is a critical piece of your long-term recovery. You have that meaningful relationship that is just woven into the day-to-day -day life. That is true community. So if you if you don't have that porn-free recovery group, you don't want to get into a program, that's no problem. But on a broader level, what's actually going to be the most beneficial for you anyway in your long-term recovery and in your short-term success is going to be cultivating meaningful relationships, building friendships with people that are just part of your regular life. And it might just be for this season, that's fine, but having those connections means the world. So for me, when I was pastoring, I was in a rural community, I had a bunch of great friends. 
through the church. You know, people that I could watch sports with, joke around with, play board games with, play video games with, hang out with, have campfires with. Like we did everything together and it was a lot of fun. But I also had one specific friend that I called every Friday afternoon at 3 p.m. I would call him and he was my, uh, my outlet. He was the guy who was outside of my community. I already had a lot of safety and trust built in the relationship with him. So he was easy for me to talk to. And when I had struggles in my church and when I had struggles in my job and when I had struggles maybe even within that community of peers who were from the church, I could talk to him candidly. I could talk to him openly and I didn't have to fear any repercussions or ramifications. And that outlet alone was really safety. It was essential for my vocational success, but for my overall well-being, it was paramount because it allowed me to have deep, meaningful connections um, in a way that I, I couldn't simply get with the people who were at my church. You can only go so deep when they're your colleagues and your coworkers. And there's always exceptions, but in a ministry environment, that's a real challenge. So being able to forge a meaningful connection with him gave me a sense of purpose, a sense of belonging. It gave me a higher quality of life. And if you know my story, you actually know that in that season, I relapsed really hard and I also got free. And the last time I watched porn was in that season while I was pastoring in that rural community. So that meaningful connection, literally just one meaningful relationship actually was a lifeline that guided me through uh, some challenges in that season, a bad relapse, and ultimately sought me through to the other end. And here's what I want you to catch. In those phone conversations Friday afternoons, we rarely talked about porn. So he was not my accountability partner. He wasn't the guy that I was talking through all of my lustful thoughts and everything else. He was just the guy that I was talking through about life. I was just sharing my heart with him and he was one person, not a group of people. It's not like I had a bunch of different guys that I, I interacted with regularly. It was one person that I reached out to on a consistent basis to cultivate that meaningful relationship. Now, as I'm saying that, I'm actually realizing I did have another friend that I spoke with uh, once a week as well. And that was a really meaningful relationship. He and I have spoken weekly for, I think, about eight or nine years now. So I did actually have two. Uh, that one has been there for a long time. And it actually goes to show you how important it is to have those anchors, those relationships that kind of last the different seasons of life. And if you can really harness those, they, they work wonders for your quality of life, regardless of your situation. And, and all of this, I guess, is just really to say that if you have no community, there's no groups, there's no one that you can see. Um, and there's, you know, maybe, maybe you're having a hard time just getting integrated into a social circle. There's at least one person out there that I know if, if push really came to shove and if you knew this was a critical part of your recovery, you could reach out to and they would be there for you. They'd be willing to help. I don't know who that is, but what I want to encourage you to do if you're struggling, if you're looking to get free and you're not quite ready to you know, plug into a community, to get into a program, find that one person that you can reach out to and start building a meaningful relationship with them. It doesn't even have to be, uh, like you don't even have to talk about this area of sexual misbehavior yet. You should get there eventually for sure. But just focus on, on just taking an interest in them and you know building some, some common ground, finding some mutual interest and just, you know, it, just developing a little bit of rapport between the two of you. And that is going to work wonders. And the more relational equity that's already built, 
the better the chance of continuing that relationship. Now, there's obviously other factors. And if you've had falling outs or, um, you know, whatever, maybe that person's changed, you don't really connect with them the same anymore, then that's fine. Those things happen as well. But all is to say is there is somebody in your life, I guarantee it, there's somebody in your life that you could speak with on a regular basis to cultivate a meaningful relationship that's going to give you a sense of purpose, improve your quality of life, and ultimately bring joy to your heart and and a a peace in your heart that is going to lower the lure of pornography. So that's everything for today, guys. If you have no support, if you have no community to support your recovery, you can start with finding at least one person that can help you along the way. They don't have to be actively involved in your recovery from porn. They can simply be there to be a friend, to be a companion, and somebody who offers you meaningful connection. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, We actually talk about this practice in our Ultimate Recovery Guide for Porn Addiction. If you want to get your hands on that, you can access it at ultimaterecoveryguide.com. And I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. I personally only listen to the podcast I subscribe to. I'm going to guess you're the same. Subscribing just ensures that you continue to get this great content delivered to you every single day. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's Sophia again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a rating or review on your podcast platform. Now, I want to take this final moment to invite you to something that I'm really excited about, our deep clean VIP community. Here's the deal. We saw that in this space of manhood, sexuality, and faith, there are a lot of unasked questions. They range from relationships to sex to male anatomy, calling, career, and everything in between. We create a deep clean VIP for men like you who want regular coaching from me, VIP access to our podcast guests where you get to interact with some of the world's leading experts in men's health, a monthly seminar, and a community of men from around the world pursuing success in life and integrity in sexuality. Deep Clean VIP provides answers to your deepest questions, hope for a full recovery, and the necessary tools to make that full recovery a reality. If you're ready to take things to the next level, I want you to stop what you're doing right now and sign up for Deep Clean VIP at www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. The link is in the show notes, but let me give it one more time. That's www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.